Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. This is episode 365. Damn. It's a lot of podcast episodes. And yeah, if you forgot, we're still in a damn pandemic. So this is a little different. Again, uh, we are social distancing and our crew um, man, that's annoying to say, isn't it? Um, so everybody's kind of apart and I got the studio at my house here in New Windsor, Illinois. So I'm podcasting remotely with Sir Clint Casper on this week's episode. Um, hope everybody's out there, uh, doing fine, being safe. Um, hopefully you're getting by if you're laid off, I feel for you, man. But if you're essential, um, thank you. Um, the podcast is presented by HHA sports. And we are all shooting the Tetra this year, and we talk about HHA a lot, and I think a lot of people just think, oh, yeah, well, blah, blah, they're a partner, so they got to talk about it. But we honestly would not shoot those sites if we didn't believe in them and love them and use them and, and back it. Um, I like the single pin, and I beat this down to the dirt. It clears up sight picture. It makes me think about my shot. It's easier to look through at your target. I highly recommend trying it. It's not for everyone. I get that. But if you've ever thought about it, about making that jump, try it out um, and save uh, save some money. It's code WCB15 um, at HHASports.com. Podcast is also presented by Scent Crusher. And that one's kind of a no-brainer for the most part for anyone that's a bow hunter that's trying to get close to animals, trying to trick the nose of any critter. Or if you just want to buy it for a home application, a car application with the Ozone Go or the Room Clean or work clothes or sporting equipment. You can put it all in the gear bag. You run ozone cycles on it. It'll kill the bacteria that creates the smell, which, and then, you know, there's no smell. There's no bacteria. So works out great. I love it. I love the people behind Scent Crusher. Great family. Um, Dan Drake is the owner of Scent Crusher. He's an awesome guy. We've formed a real good uh, relationship over the years. And, yeah, I, I love Scent Crusher, man. I've been using the shit out of it, um, using the generator in the house when I get home from work to run on my clothes, to clean off any bacteria, that virus bacteria, whatever it may be, and running it in our bathrooms after Steve uses the studio bathroom. So 
you know, it, uh, <laughs> it applies in different areas. Um, <clears throat> the podcast is also brought to you by loophole optics. Um, you know, I think, I think optics for a Midwestern guy is a thing that is somewhat overlooked. I overlooked it for a long time. I started using them for shed hunting and then realized like the power of really being able to observe critters from a distance, especially doing like observation sits and stuff like that. And I've had cheap binos and I've, I have really good binos now with loophole. Um, I definitely recommend using binos in the whitetail woods. Um, plus it's kind of fun to just look around and change things up a bit. So check out loophole optics. Love them. Uh, podcasts also presented by thermoseat. A lot, of, a lot of thermoseats out there killing turkeys right about now in the Midwest and, and all over the place. So um, I'm going to bring mine out. It'll save my uh, save my knees from falling asleep because I actually sit down comfortable and sit there and, and wait on a long beard. Uh, this weekend I'm going to be getting after it in the morning. Um, and Victory Archery, um, Victory Arrows, um, we're all shooting the RIP TKOs again this year. And I'm, ch- I'm taking them everywhere with me. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. They've been a really great arrow, a really reliable arrow. Um, and I really, I really don't have anything bad to say about them at all. So definitely check out victory arrows. If you are in the market for some new arrows and then, you know, it all just pairs well with an elite, an elite bow, um, still shooting the ritual 35. I'll shoot that through Turkey season and a hunt way up coming up. And then I think I'm going to switch to the cure after that. Um, we'll see, but still rocking the ritual 35. Love that bow. Um, I've kind of, I have, I get a bond with all my bows, so I'm, I'm happy with it. Also, Lone Wolf Custom Gear, you can use code WCB, that new camera arm's out. Get yourself one of them units. Um, that's going to be the thing that gets me out filming again, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, big Time, use code, Jesus, WCB2020 at BigTime.com. Save you 20% on food, their new line of food plot seed. So everybody's start, starting to think about planting and fall planting and all that stuff for the whitetails and then the turkeys and all that in the fall. So check out Big Time. They got something for you. Um, Hunter's Blend Coffee. Damn, that's good coffee. If you're a coffee drinker, I definitely think you should try it. I think the code to save yourself some cash is working class. Jeez, I should have that written down, you think. But I don't, so I'm sorry. I'll get it later for you. It's on our website. If you go to workingclassbowhunter.com under the Partners tab, there's the code there. Um, Also, Old Barn Taxidermy. Uh, They are running a special on turkey mounts right now. I think it's $300 off a normal... Uh, what normal price is you're shooting right around that $900 range and you get a base or a limb included in that. I have two Turkey mounts um, prior to our partnership with old barn, but I was in there the other day. I picked up my mule deer skull um, from last fall and they had a bunch of, uh, a bunch of turkeys in the works and man, they, they look good. They had a, a bearded hen in there um, just kind of walking on a base and he had a couple different ones, one, uh, one gobbling and one full strut and like one half strut and, they do an incredible job. They're, everybody at Old Barn, it's refreshing to go to a taxidermy shop, and you feel that everybody that works there is passionate about their work and passionate about animals and just loves hunting as much as you do. Um, it makes it really comfortable if you, you want to throw an idea for a mount at them or a, a position that you're not sure if they offer. It's really cool to work with a group of people like that that can be like, hey, yeah, let's, we'll help you. Let's, let's get you what you want. And, you know, if we don't have what you want or they don't make what you want, we will, we can do it. So it's pretty cool. They can, they're willing to, to make it fit for you to where you're happy. And that's exactly what we did with creepy my buck when I brought him in. So I'm really excited. Julian's going to mount that one up for me and I'm going to go down there and 
I'm going to try and talk Mr. Johnny Utah to come down too and take some pictures of creepy getting mounted up and should be pretty dang cool. Uh, <clears throat> so pretty good stuff. We appreciate all our partners. Um, we have relationships with all of our partners and, uh, good relationships like friendships with our partners. So it's not just a company that throws product or money or whatever. It's the, it's things we, we believe in and, and things that we highly recommend for real and, and not just to, to say we're cool and have sponsors. And that's too common nowadays. And that's honestly, it's fucking bullshit. Um, but Hey, there's some bad apples too, you know, it's, you know, and we, we try to take care of that and nip it in the butt when we can. So Anyway, I'm done rambling, and I think it's time to get Clint Casper on. We got a cool little uh, cool little thing came up this week, and we decided to just do a, a pop-up podcast about it. So thank you for the support. We appreciate the fuck out of you. Hopefully everyone's out there safe and you're still working, and we hope you enjoy this podcast. Thanks for tuning in. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, all right, Clint Casper is back. What is up, man? Hey, what's up, my man? Good to be back. I know it's it's uh it's nice when it works out this way. It's it's easy to get them in quick when there's a like a goddamn pandemic going on. Mm. Dude, no doubt. Thank God there's not been a uh, shortage of beer anywhere. What kind of beer are you drinking right now? Because I know you got one. <laughs> oh, I got a couple of them. Bush lights. <laughs> is that what you're rocking i'm rocking oh, uh dude, absolutely i've been on a line and kugels kick man yeah that's a good beer man i drink a lot of their stuff the fall stuff summer stuff yeah i like i like line and kugel i think i'm uh i'm changing i'm 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 changing into a line and kugels man dude i'm i'm a big craft beer guy i drink a lot i mean hundred, i got i collect the bottles a lot of people don't know this i collect bottles and cans of craft beer and uh I'm not at 600 different ones, but I'm I'm closing in. I'm probably at like 570, 575. No kidding. So you'll yeah. So what you'll go out and buy beer and just keep one one bottle from each case or what? Yeah, I buy I buy a lot of like mix and match sixers and twelves and stuff at like the grocery stores. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I've been doing this since I was probably I don't know 19 or 20. I got into <laughs> the like the the micros and craft beers and stuff. Oh yeah, dude, I'm like a micro craft beer junkie, man. I mean, Bush Light's my go-to because you can I can buy 30 of them for $13 and you oh, can yeah. all, I, I can drink all of them and wake up and go to work the next day. Like you drink seven or eight of these 10% craft beers and I mean, you're hurting. Oh like, yeah. No kidding. It, the, the bad thing about wine and Kugels is when you bring like, I'm drinking summer Shandy now, but like, oh, yeah. like canoe paddler or whatever is real good. But you bring like summer Shandy and it's like hot out. People are like, Hey dude, Hey, can I, can I get one of them? And oh, they're yeah. like, well, I, I got, I just got a six pack, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. If you want to bum one and then next thing you know, all your beer's gone. Oh Yeah. Yeah, um, and I heard they support hunting. Line and Kugels is like back in the hunter. So, and, yeah, and Sp I heard Spotted Cow does not. So I'm down to drink Line and Kugels over Spotted Cow right now. That's, and see, that's a, that's a shame, man. That's because Spotted Cow is good. It is good. It's very so good. good. Like that's that's a shame. That's I hate to hear that because that's a good one. Hey, I don't mind drinking Summer Shandy over a Spotted Cow. I, no, I don't I mind get it. at all. Um, I get it. Well, man, I guess we should uh, talk about the topic of this podcast real quick. Uh, all right, so we basically – well, shit, what was it, Monday you called me, Monday morning? I think I actually called you once uh, on Easter Sunday just because I was pumped. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This, you called just, me that just, night. Because all this – yeah, like all this was – 
it's i mean this is such a crazy like how this whole hunt has come together and whatnot is wild but it, it, I, yeah i was just pumped to get a hold of you because i knew you were going to be pumped because you've never been on a bear hunt so like i was yeah i mean i guess we can just start from the total beginning like kind of how it all played out i guess yeah definitely so I was I usually every year go to Montana and hunt with um you know a lot of you listeners have heard me talk about Brian Barney over at Eastman's Elevated um one of the main staff writers for Eastman's Bow Hunting Journal really good buddy of mine he lives there close to Ennis in Montana and there's we always go chase spring bears every year uh, just hunt I always look forward to spot and stock just running gun ton of miles um, just fun I mean just haven't killed one running over there with him yet, but been super close. This is, this would have been my fourth year in a row going out there and um, super hard hunt. I mean, success rate with a bow on spot and stock bears is like 4%, 3% if you're lucky on a good year. So, I mean, God. it's, 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 yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's why not, you know, it's not many guys that do it like that, but it's fun. And uh, well, with all this Corona shit going on, um, Montana shut down the non-resident sales and I hadn't bought my license and tag and airfare yet because we always kind of play it by ear and you know, them and Idaho both unexpectedly shut down and me and Brian both hunt Montana and Idaho. So that got shut down. So I was bumming and uh, my good buddy, Devin Leonard, he he's out in Utah. He knew I was going to be going on this hunt and he always goes to bear camps and stuff with his buddies um, over in Wyoming so he calls me um, on the afternoon of Easter Sunday, and I'm thinking he's just calling to be like, hey, you know, happy Easter, blah, blah, which he did. And he's like, dude, Montana shut down. I'm like, ah, I know, man. I'm like, I'm so bummed. Idaho shut down too. He's like, I got you, man. And I'm like, what? He's like, come to Wyoming with us. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, you know, I, I don't know because he – so his good buddy owns Double Diamond Outfitters in Wyoming, and, and Devin and his group always go up and – you know, like help run the bear camps and, and, you know, they always go up and pretty much like help out and they hunt, but they help run baits. I mean, they go up every weekend, help the trail cameras. It's only like four hours for them where they live. So I'm like, oh man, you know, like, I don't know. He's like, dude, he's like, come up. He's like, let's go up there. It's a, you know, it's going to be an adventure bow hunt. It's horseback. You ride horses in it's wall tents. It's, you know, everybody thinks, oh, you know, baited bear hunt, it's going to be like this, like, lodge thing and blah, blah. And he's like, no, 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 dude, like, it's, this is an adventure bow hunt. I mean, you're, you're riding up in, you know, you're 10, 12 miles in, you're, you're wall tenting, you're using the horses and mules to get up in there, then to get to your spots. Still opportunity to spot stock if you want, but I mean, you know, the bait and stuff, I mean, Wyoming, man, they're, they're super successful at that. And Wyoming's got probably some of the biggest bears, if not the biggest, like, group of bears in the lower 48. So I'm like, you know, really? I'm like, he's like, yeah, dude, come with us. So then we start talking and I'm like, man, I'm like, I need to get a hold of Kurt, you know, and do a podcast. I'm like, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. And Devin kind of like cut me off. He's like, you want to invite Kurt? He's like, let's get a hold of Kurt, man. Let's see if Kurt wants to come up. And then, dude, it just, I mean, my mind's just going, because I mean, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, you know, to go on bear hunts and I've killed, I killed a giant in Saskatchewan years ago. So my I think I was more pumped to get a hold of you and be like, dude, you gotta, <laughs> like, you gotta make this happen. Um, and it's kind of one of the things where I'm like, man, I get to take like, you know, someone from like, like the whitetail Midwest world and then morph like kind of you into a camp with like all my buddies from Utah that I, you know, run and gun with out there on the Western side of the world. Yeah. 
so so yeah so immediately my mind is just going crazy like i'm like i gotta get a hold of kurt and it was easter sunday yeah i was like we're uh the whole family was settled down like i had the munchkin was asleep with, right, with my wife yeah. on the couch i'm like hey dude i'll try and call you here in a minute but and then I end up you know like i call you in the morning uh monday morning on my way to work and you're like yelling at me over the phone and oh, I'm yeah, like, well, we at first it started by spitballing ideas and you're like, yeah, you're coming. Or I, I can't remember how it all worked out. Cause I like, yeah. kind of lost track of it in the excitement. You're like, dude, come with us. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't, I mean, what's the details? I was like, well, don't fucking worry about it. Come out to bear camp. You never killed a bear. Let's do this. And I'm like, oh shit. All right, let's do this. So, and that just snowballed into like planning and me talking with Devin and talking to you. And then it came up and, and. This I don't I don't I might be out of order like I, my excitement kind of like flodged my memory of how it all played out initially, um, but it was like hey there's a spot available that's half off, and do you know anybody that would want to go? I'm like mm. I was like someone that could probably swing it on such short notice with like minimal planning. Hey Chandler, you want to go with Austin Chandler, Mister Sir Lord Chandler himself, and. uh I called him, and he's like, oh, man, that's planting season. But, you know, if it's after May 20th, then I'd probably be able to swing it. Because, I, I mean, we did, we forgot to mention that. Like, we're talking like a month away from now. So in, yeah, in 24 hours. Yeah, we leave the hours, 23rd. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, in 24 <laughs> hours, we planned a trip. Like, just like, okay, this is what we're doing. All right, cool, cool. All right, cool, we're going. So I, I asked him, he's like, oh, man, it's after the 20th. I don't know. I got to talk to the family and see if they can cover Cover me if I need to for planting, and I'll call you back. And he called me back. He's like, "Let's go to bear camp, baby." So he he jumped on the on the price of it, the half price, and um, so he's in. So Austin Chandler, myself, Clint Casper, Devin, and two of his good buddies, which I I haven't met Devin in person, I, and I I haven't met his buddies either. So we're looking forward to that camp big time, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, Buddy Easton and then uh, Ty Glenn and Devin. And see, like, I hunt I hunt mule deer out in Utah with all these guys, and that's how I've met all them. Um, and, and and I've got to be good. You know, I've hunted and shared camps and got to, like, hang out and hunt, you know, run and gun with those guys. So it's going to be really cool because now i got two of my Midwest buddies in the whitetail world that's going to come into bear camp and kind of hunt the, you know, the, the adventure Western stuff with me with in camp with all my buddies from, you know, Utah. So it's like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm like honestly more pumped for that than I think I even am about like actually like the hunt itself. Just cause like, this is a, this is a different camp for me. Like a lot of my Western hunts are, it's me solo or it's like this, you know, yeah, you know, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm packing in and it's going to be this, this like, you know, grind this mental thing when and don't get me wrong i mean like there's still gonna be parts of this hunt that's a grind i mean you know just i mean shit right now it's in the 30s for a high out there i mean i mean it could still be cold i mean it could be cold cold temps while we're sitting there long days on stand and i mean you're you know we're gonna be running bait we're gonna be running cameras i mean there's a lot that's you know gonna go into it but it's just gonna be fun to be able to share camp podcast document all this stuff i mean dude oh, there's yeah. just there's a there's a million things running through my head and it's like i'm well, well I'm hey Clint, super... before we get deeper into this i, I want to hit something on the front end of this be, before we dive dive into it um yep. should we talk about the two spots that are available yeah no no yeah let's let's run that let's run that right now and get that out there because i think that's something that you know people are gonna um definitely need to roll around because it's a it's a heck of a deal i mean you know uh 
So the Outfitters, Double Diamond Outfitters out of Thane, Wyoming. Um, Trey's the man that runs it. Link is in the description, FYI. Yeah, links, yeah. We'll, we'll have the link everywhere. Um, so you're talking 95% success rate in 2019 on bears, and, and I mean good bears. I mean, I don't mean um, four-and-a-half, five-foot bears. I mean, these are giant lower 48, about as big as you can find bears um, in the Wyoming backcountry. Horse camp, wall tent. Um, I mean, it's a true adventure bow hunt. I mean, there's going to be people that's going to be like, ah, oh, it's bait, blah, blah. Okay, I, I I understand that, but I mean it's 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 backcountry. Isn't that like I the mean, only way they hunt them in Canada yeah. though? Is bait? Uh, yeah, I mean I mean and like I said, the spot. I mean it's I love spot and stock. Don't get me wrong, but I mean you're you're talking the success rate is like you've got to love the game more so than love actually punching tags doing that. Because I mean that's <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. I mean you know you can run 120 miles in a week running and gunning with, with Brian out in Montana and you might see five, six bears and have an opportunity to go stock one. Dude, maybe. I'm so freaking stoked. I'm so you stoked. Know. So, but yeah, so there's two spots, two spots left. It's usually a $4,800 hunt. Um, that's everything included besides your airfare and your tags. So the special they're running right now, you can come to, on this camp hunt with me, Kurt, Dev, Easton, Ty, that the whole gang's going to be there. Um, everything included 2,900 bucks. That's going to be six full days. Uh, that's your food. That's the horse fees. That's, that's everything. 2,900's got you covered for the entire deal. We got to know though, by May 1st, May 1st. And I know it's short notice. Um, but that's why but it's a deal though, too. That's yeah. That, and then that's why we're, you know, there's, he's basically knocking off. He's knocking off 1,900 bucks. Um, you know, I will add, you go check rates in Alberta or Saskatchewan, Canada, any of those other places that's up North. I mean, this is like dirt, dirt, dirt. I'll tell you this too. Austin and I booked our flight yesterday. Oh and yeah, it's three hundred dollars round trip a person right now. Yep, I booked into um, I booked into Salt Lake round trip, and then I'm gonna hook up with Ty and just drive in from there. And to get to Salt Lake for me, I booked yesterday or no, I booked on Tuesday. It was uh, two hundred and. 17 or 227 something like that so i mean you know so so yeah i mean it's you know and then with 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 taxes and all that it was probably like 260 you know but i mean that ticket's typically 450 500 ticket so i mean yeah and this is this is the end of may by then i really think uh the biggest portion of this this you know the 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 corona thing is going to be died down and um for some reason if it would take a turn to the worst um you know that that would probably dictate what's going to happen here, but I I, you know I don't what I suspect do? I, I drive. <laughs> yeah, you know I don't suspect that'll happen. Um, but so yeah, two spots. It's going to be first come first serve. So if you think you're interested, um, get a hold of yeah, get a hold of me or Kurt. We can give you more info. And then if it's something that you think you're interested. We're definitely going to send you to Trey and Devin to get you more details um, or any other questions you might have. But it's something that, you know, I, I do want to stress May 1st is when we got to know um, because we're all leaving the 23rd. We're going to actually start and get up into camp the 24th. So, I mean, you know, what's what's today, the 16th? So, yeah, you're talking five weeks literally from right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're going to be getting ready to go into bear camp. So. I am pumped, um, dude, because uh, one, and I imagine, I mean, it seems like black bears are normally the first thing that, like, a Midwestern guy shoots besides a whitetail. Yeah. 
Um, yep. Not always. I mean, in my case, that wasn't how it went. But you know, mo- most people go to Canada for that, and and it's not mm-hmm. a backcountry horse in, like ride horses in to the beautiful mountains and camp and canvas tents and and go for it. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot. You know, there's a lot of bear hunts where it's 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 just you know it's um it's a fun hunt. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's not, yeah, it's, it's not, um, quite as like rural and, and adventure, um, kind of adventure bound, I guess we'll call it as what this is. I mean, this is pretty much a true Western adventure bow hunting experience. Um, oh yeah. I also want to add, I guess we should have said too, you don't have to just bow hunt on this. I mean, you could take rifle or, you know, I mean, I think pretty much everyone that's coming up there is gonna, is gonna bow hunt, but I mean, it's, yeah. it's, you know, like by all means it's not just a bow hunt um if someone was like oh man I, you know i want to take a gun you know whatever um that's you know that's on you that's your call but um but no man you're right i mean um yeah i mean i've been on horseback hunts riding into elk camp and riding into different places and stuff and i mean dude it's uh you know my, my mountain lion hunt was all on horses and stuff i mean it's it's going to be something that um it's going to be fun to see kind of you and austin get to you know, it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a lot of fun for me Number one, you've never hunted bears. You've never got to experience that. Um, Austin has, but just not this style of hunt. So that's going to be yeah. super cool. I'm the only dude and in then, camp who hasn't killed a bear. Yeah, you are. So we'll probably make you shoot the cub, and then let, <laughs> and then that way. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Don't anyone take me serious. There's no cubs going to be shot. <laughs> no kidding. Before. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, yeah. Doesn't suck. You have to clarify that nowadays. Oh yeah. Well, God forbid. I don't want someone to think like that. We're going to go up and and this three foot, 125 pound. You know, no, I'm kidding. We're not going to do that. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be really cool and special for me just to to be able to kind of see you and Austin get to kind of come into like part of my world on what I've grown and fallen in love with so much with the backcountry and just these wilderness hunts and stuff and, and just the wall tents and the horses and just that whole kind of atmosphere. It's going to be super fun to be able to document podcast. You know, we want to do some stuff on YouTube. I mean, you know, we want to kind of put some videos and stuff together and yeah, man, it's going to be uh it's going to be really fun just to kind of see all that morph together. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm probably more pumped for that than I am actually to sit in a tree and, and have an opportunity to kill a bear just because like I said, it's, for me, it's going to be fun to see like that first time stuff take place for you guys and kind of like watch that fire get lit because I know what it was like for me when I started doing this stuff. Um, and, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped, man. And like I said, dude, you guys are going to, you know, just I, it's going to be homies from the start with Deb and Easton and 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 Ty. And I think uh, I think buddy um, Taylor Young's going to come up. And, yeah, yeah. dude, it's going to be be a badass camp, man, and um, just going to be a ton of laughs, ton of fun. And it's it's a laid back atmosphere, you know. I mean, we get caught up in in uh, the whitetail rut grind and and the you know like me on these solo mule deer hunts or an elk camp where it's just I mean everybody's just grinding so hard and you get back from the hunt and you're you're going to bed because you got to be up in five hours <laughs> to get on the mountain or you're gonna go hunt all day again and it's like yeah this is just a lot more relaxed atmosphere you know what I mean you get to hang out during the midday you're you're checking cameras, you're running baits, you know, you're trying to figure out, all right, you know, what's the best spot. And, and for people that don't know in Wyoming, um, when outfitters pick a bait spot, it's a one square mile deal. So like, like if, if, if Kurt, if Kurt picks a spot and, and he claims this spot in Wyoming in one square mile, that's, that's his spot for baiting. So guys can't come run hounds off of it. Other guys can't go set a bait up up 200 yards. So Wyoming does a really cool job about, really kind of catering to this style of hunt 
And I mean, it's a really good way to control the population of bears because I mean, believe it or not, a lot of these Western states, if you weren't, you know, um, hunting with bait and hunting with dogs, don't get me wrong. I love to spot and stalk, but that is not the most effective way to kill bears. And I yeah, mean, if you, you, were, got, you gotta, you, know, you gotta be able to keep the numbers in check and be oh, effective. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. I'll and, be honest, Clint, the whole, this is the, the way the bear bet baiting thing to me does not bother me at all. Like, no, oh th- no, it's effective, dude. That's the way that I've always envisioned bear hunting. Yep. Um, I know that's how 99.9% of the people that go up oh, yeah. to Ontario to kill black bears do it. You know, that's oh, fairly dude, anywhere. close. Um, anywhere. So to anywhere me, that... that's just how it is. So I think that's yep. super rad. You know, and I'm not saying I'm going to ju- – I would never judge somebody if – like I know in Ohio, baiting deer is legal. I'm, yep. You know, if that's how you want to do it, I'm not going to judge you. If it's legal and yep. you can do it, do your thing. Oh, I yeah. get that. Um, yep. I might give you shit for it, but I'm not – I don't actually mean the shit I would give you for it. It's the same yep. thing with the crossbow thing. Like, yeah, I prefer you hunt with a compound. I'll give you shit for it. But, like, I don't actually think that you're less of a person because you do that. Um, no. I'll no. tell you this, too, man. The horseback thing, people that, oh. have, people that have horses in the Midwest, I'm like, yeah, okay, you got horses. Like, they just – you got chores to do, right? Yeah. I've always said – and I talked to Chandler about this today. I was like – Horses in the Midwest, like if you ride them all the time, I get it. Like then that's active. But most people that I know just have horses to have them. And then yeah. I'm like, man, I don't get that. If you don't ride them, why would you have them? But I'm yeah. like, if I was going to have horses, it would be like if I lived out west and used them to to go back in hunting and stuff. And thinking back, there's a it's like season two, one or two of Real Tree Road Trips where they do that horseback in to kill Yukon yeah. moose. For some yep. reason, because of watching that and how adventurous it looked, I'm super excited to do that exact type not, – not exact, but a similar setup in western Wyoming for bears now with two of my really good friends and, and a whole camp of guys that I'm about to be really good friends with, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing is, I mean, like what you touched on, you know, I mean, like – you've got to control populations and you got to be effective. And I mean, Wyoming does a great job about doing the one square mile thing. Cause in, in some States, literally, if you put a, if you, if you set up a bait site and you run it for two or three years and I find it and I want to be a total dick, I can go run hounds off of it. I can go start, you know, as, as far as like starting your hounds there to, to get tracks um, and, and get sent, I could go put a, a bait site up a hundred yards from you and cut you off. I mean, in Wyoming, like once you kind of find a spot, as long as you keep registering it every year and you keep using that spot and it's active, like, like you're putting in the work, you're running the cameras, you're doing the stuff, that's your spot. So that's that's a really cool feature. It's very cool in in Wyoming. Um, now it does force guys to work. I mean, because like I said, if you want to run ten or twelve baits, you know, you're talking ten or twelve mile. I mean, you're you're you know you're you're forced to cover territory, but it also helps everybody out. Um, but yeah, no, man, it's going to be a super fun camp. Um, hey, should we talk about the cost of tags and, and stamps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and run through that. Uh, don't forget the, uh, the archery. non-resident archery permit. So, yeah. yeah, there's a non-resident archery permit that's like $72. There's a conservation stamp, which is like 1250 And yep. then your tag and everything included, uh, the tag, I'm drawing a blank on the price. The tag, so everything else you print out. Um, on your own, and then they ship the tag to you, the bear tag to you, within ten days. And I think that's a three hundred and I think it was three seventy or three fifty somewhere in there, something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's then about bas- four, it's 
about 450 all said and done 440 somewhere in there right right so it on on a 24 hour like hey you want to go bear hunting yeah okay all right this is what you need to do all right cool like that's uh pretty it's pretty sweet we can do that man i'm i'm jacked up because i was wanting to do a a, a black bear hunt in canada with old barn taxidermy and uh the, the place got booked up well all the spring hunts up there were were moved around because of the whole uh virus so yep. um i'm like man that's you know black bear has always been on my bucket list as a midwestern guy um you know killed my first antelope last year killed my first mule deer so you know black bear is it's in that in that list you know up there with an elk too and, yep. and and now that I've killed a, my first muley and my first uh, antelope, I want to go back and kill you know a Pope and Young caliber. But now I'm like, damn! Now black bear just came up, and that's that's one one hunt I've always wanted to experience. But then to take it a step further and go and do something a little more adventurous than the oh, yeah. normal, you know, black. I, that's I don't want to say black and white. That sounds bad. But but just the normal hunt you hear about um, for a Canadian black bear about just going up to a lodge and driving a four wheeler to your stand and then driving back, you know? Yep. Yep. No, absolutely. And I mean, in the, and you know, it's a good, um, you know, spots in Wyoming. I mean, you're at, you know, anywhere from six to 10,000 feet. So, I mean, like it's a good hunt. to So, kinda so you're get, saying I'm going to be out of breath. Well, I mean, it's, it's one of those deals where it's, it's not like you're going to be at 13,000 feet, like, like we'd be in Colorado, but it's still elevation and it's still going to be like a, you know, it's a hunt that can kind of open your eyes a little bit for someone who's never been out West to just kind of the landscape and the scenery. And I mean, like some of these ridge lines that we'll take to go from point A to point B that you're riding the horses on. I mean, dude, it's Wyoming's as breathtaking as it gets. I mean, so, you know, like it's just, there's going to be moments in time where you're going to be on your horse riding and just stop and just look around and be like, in plain words, like, dude, holy fuck. Like this is sick. I mean, it's just like, I'm, you know, you'll, and, and I know you're going to look at me and be like, dude, and I'm going to be like shaking my head. Like, yep, I get it. I know. Yes. Yes. Like I get it. Like, I I mean, like it's, yeah, man, it's, it's a, it's a totally different experience when you've never got to do it. And you, you've heard about it and, you know, like me yeah. and you talk, you know, me and you talk damn near, maybe not daily, but probably every other day. And I mean, you know, like you, you're, you're constantly hearing me talk about this stuff. I mean, the yeah. back country and yep. packing in and it's horses are on foot or blah, blah, blah. And just the shit that I see. And it's like, now you're going to get to like taste that in Wyoming on a hunt that you've never been on. So it's like, you know, like I said, man, it, it's, yeah. just, it's going to be fun to, to see you and Austin kind of like enter that world because it is it's it's a different you know it's just a different style of hunt than that type of of people that type of situation with bow hunting so i have a little flavor of that from when i did my hunt with the buckstorm boys when we went to colorado um and and you know he was one of the first jeremy was one of the first people i called like hey dude i got this opportunity he's like oh shit he goes dude even if you weren't hunting you were just doing the horseback thing it'd be worth it yeah oh yeah and he's like you gotta do it you gotta do it and yeah. um, he's like, that'll be like what we did in Colorado, but prettier and way less roads and people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so I'm like, oh, hell yeah. So I feel good about it. He goes, you'd be dumb to not go on that hunt. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, and I mean, bears, bears and antelope, I feel like are kind of like we'll call the quote unquote the gateway drug to the West. And I mean, 
I know. And I, I know that that's going to get coined in phrase. And no, I'm going to have, I'm, yeah, that's I'm going to beautiful have, actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get, uh, <laughs> you're a wordsmith. Met, Clint. I was going to say, I'm, 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 yeah. Someone will want to put that on a t-shirt. I'm sure. But no, we could do no, it. But I mean, it really is though. I mean, like, you know, the antelope and bear hunts, I mean, like you start to kind of fade off into like the, into, you know, the, the Northern stuff, British Columbia and Canada, Saskatchewan, or you start going West. I mean, antelope and bears are kind of that gateway drug into that. And I mean, it's a good, it's a, it's a good hunt to start in on um, because you're going to have opportunities. You're going to get to be around bears. I mean, you know, like for you, what's the closest you, I mean, have you ever been within a hundred yards of a bear? I've, never, I mean, I've you, never seen a bear in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're going to go from never seeing a bear in your life to having potentially, um, you know, world-class size bears, Wyoming backcountry bears that are, you know, within that, you know, 50, 40 yards and in circle. I mean, like, so yeah. that's, you know, I mean, and it's, uh, you know, a lot of people will, will say, oh, you know, you're, you're, you know, bait, it's, it's, man, that's like a canned hunt. I'll tell you right now, you've got to be spot on in what you're doing on anything that's over bait. I don't care if it's deer. I don't care if it's fucking like, like whatever bears. Like, I mean, they're turned on as they're coming into this stuff. I mean, the oh, yeah. wind, the scent, the, you know, the biggest thing with bears is, I mean, obviously is, is they can smell like crazy, but they're hearing with those big ass fuzzy ears on off the side of their head. I mean, they can hear like ridiculously good. So, I mean, here's a scenario where, you know, super quiet gear, starting at clothing, going to stands, everything. Like, I mean, even everything is as stupid as um, your rest on your bow. Like you've got to have felt on your launcher because I'm telling you, if that carbon as it's pulling back and you're drawing your bow and it's going through your launcher and you don't have felt on it, I, like just that little bit. I mean, they will pick up on anything. I mean, it's it's a very meticulous game, but it's a fun game to play because, you know, you get to watch them work in. And I mean, a lot of times they'll circle, you know, I mean, I got a lot of buddies that, you know, run bears and run bait. And I mean, like, that's kind of their game, man. And I mean, you yeah. know, I've got to I've got to experience it myself. Yeah, you've and, killed um, a couple real good bear or you killed one bear that you've been told you'll never top. Yeah, my bear in um in Saskatchewan. Yeah, he was twenty. He was uh twenty one and five eighths on the skull. And I mean, at the time, I didn't really know how big. I just knew it was a giant bear that I had hunted for five days straight. Like I saw him day one and was just like, I've never like that's it. Like that's the bear I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna go down swinging. <laughs> he spoiled you right out the gate. Yeah, like like I, I like I passed up a couple really good bears and my I, I was I was with Adam Hayes on that hunt. Oh no, um, kidding. Yep, I was with Adam Hayes. We were up in uh, northern Saskatchewan. It was a float plane trip. So we we landed on the water and got dropped off for uh, eight days. And, um, yeah, the bush guy left us and said, all right, well, you know, hit the oh shit button on the radios if something bad happens. If not, I'll see you in nine days. And it was me, him, and his buddy. And, uh, you know, I mean, we were as far into northern Saskatchewan as you can get. And um, I was filming stuff on my, my, my little handy cam, and I brought brought the footage back. And showed adam this bear you know he's like oh dude he's like you got to go bigger go home for that he's like that's a that's it he's like that's a that's a 200 inch deer you know he's like it put it put it in in the deer world because i'd never killed a bear i'm like it looked like a small van a small black van he's like that's giant <laughs> well you know like with bears the heads are everything i mean you know um you get those big pumpkin sized heads with a big crease running down the middle and 
I always look at the ears. If the ears are out the side of their head, you know it's a big boar with a big head. If mm-hmm. they're up on the if they're up on the top, like they're at maybe like ten and two, eleven and one, like hands on a clock. Yeah, probably going to be no bueno. Pro- probably not, you know, a mature boar. But when you get those big pumpkin heads with the big old freaking crease running from the top of their skull down to their snout, like he had that, and he just had that that characteristic. I mean, when he come walking in, it just he just looked like. He just looked like a freaking heavyweight UFC fighter walking, you know, just, right. just, just, you know, dopping in. And, um, yeah, I killed him on the last day, the last full day of the hunt I had, I killed him. And I honestly really didn't realize how big it was till I got to him. And Adam is just like, dude, this is a booner. This is a world-class play. He's like this. He's like, you'll probably never kill one or hunt one like this again. So I was kind of spoiled off the rip. Um, <laughs> cause I really didn't know what I did. So did you full um, mount that bear? Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Man. I got him home and, um, yeah, it, you know, but like that, that, you know, that hunt is the first like adventure hunt I ever went on, um, outside of deer and turkeys was, uh, you know, took me five planes to get up there, had to float plane in, float plane out. Like, and that honestly sparked my interest in, oh my gosh, like this adventure bow hunting, like th- this is the shit. Like that's yeah. what really got me going. And well, this it's just on, the this... shit you see, man. Like the stuff oh, you see. dude, yeah. There's yeah. some beautiful things about Midwestern hunting like all day. And, and yeah. But when you're out there in like the vast like wilderness and like you're up in the mountains, like, you know, in Colorado, that's my like, I mean, Colorado and Oregon, but like Colorado is more, it, you know, both vast in their own ways and, and breathtaking yep. in their own ways. But Colorado, when we were out there, it was like, we would get up to the top of a, a mountain. We climbed for what seemed like hours and hours. And we get up there with no breath. Like, damn, look at this. This is insane. And yep. you just, but it, it almost feels impossible like to, like we're elk hunting. I'm like, man, this is just this seems impossible to get to get close. Um, but oh yeah, that's also what keeps you going because it's like there's so much mystery to it, and you, you know what I mean. And, and what's appealing yep. about it to me is, and my wife sometimes gets aggravated with me. My wife wants to go hiking a lot. Uh, oh, dude, around here. But but I'm weird about it because I'm like, yeah, I'm down to go hiking, but I don't want to go hiking there because there's a trail there. Yeah. And, and so I, there's the appealing, like when you're out doing those Western hunts, I know I'm speaking from the Midwestern guy and I assume most people listening are Midwestern guys, but you know, it's, oh, my freaking monitor just went black. I thought my shit shut down. Um, but like when you're, when you're a Midwestern dude, it, it's nice to be like, dude, not that many people have walked in this area that I'm at. I think that all the time when I'm out there, all the time that crosses my mind. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's been lots of people who walk there, but it's not a trail in no. Illinois. Like that doesn't no. like walking at a park doesn't do it for me. No, so. I'll tell you though, what is breathtaking? What does do it for me is what I'm about to do right here. Hold on, just be real quiet. Oh, <laughs> there it was. Yep. Okay. I thought you were gonna start peeing, and I was gonna be super. No. Not yet, not yet. Typically, in the middle of these podcasts, after a couple of the cold bush lattes, it's usually time for a pee break. Kurt gets mad at me. He'll tell me, you know, <laughs> dude, you gotta. Well, it's, what's like, nice I'm... about audio podcasts is, and people can probably hear us. And sometimes I'll just call it out if people are being loud. But more so, at the old studio it was so small. When someone yeah. would get up to go take a piss, it would just be like disruptive because you couldn't get around everyone and the mics and all that to get out the door. Now we just kind of like 
shoot out quick and we kind of have like a, a recipe down. It's like, all right, Steve's an idiot. He has nothing to do with this conversation because Clint and I are talking whitetails. Steve, you can go pee. Like Steve could go take a poop during that and then come <laughs> back and then no one would know he was missing. You know what I mean? So Steve could go take a poop. See, though, I always like whatever, whatever we're doing a one-on-one and you're like, and you'd in the old studio, you'd be like, man, I got to take a piss. Hey, it's going to take me two minutes. Just entertain people. And then I, I just get to kind of ramble myself, my own thoughts <laughs> as you're peeing. And then you come back and you have realistically like no fucking clue what I talked about. I mean, I might, yeah. I might've been, I might've been sharing, <laughs> Who knows what I might? I mean, I could have been on there like, oh, dude, man, Kurt doesn't know, but you ought to seen what Sam sent me today. Holy <laughs> no shit! Like, <laughs> you know what they call that whole process of stepping out and coming back in? Professionals. That's what we are. Professionals. I like it. I like it. <laughs> now it's you know we you know when you can go and when you can't, and then you know like when to be respectful, and then you know if it's one of our boys, it's like ah, dude, sorry, I was taking a piss. What what would you say? But yeah, <laughs> typically I I'll have to just call him back. Hey, let's take a break for a second, and then I'll go, and then come back. That's a good ad space. Um, mid, yep. good mid roll ad space. Um, no, it is. It is. I uh, um, I I want to just briefly because I know there's going to be people on here that are going to be like, dude, you know, how the hell are you guys putting this this hunt together? Like it's spur of the moment, and like I I want to just throw that disclaimer out there too, like. Um, for those of you who, who like have follow me or have listened to me on the podcast or read the stuff, I'm pretty sporadic. So this is normal for me. Like it's, it's like, like this is like, I know this isn't normal for the average person. It's not to, normal for me. To, right. Right. And I mean, I could tell that cause right away, dude, I mean, it was funny. Like you've got a million questions. What if this, what if that, what about this? And like me, like, I, I've just morphed into this person that when opportunities come by, my first thing is, okay, I got to check to make sure I can get a schedule with my kids because that's my first priority. Make sure they're, everything's going to be good there. And then the next thing is I'm going to start looking for a plane ticket. Like, that's <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. for me, it's yeah. – uh, but I'm, you know – well, um, from my perspective, of, it's like someone throws this opportunity. Hey, let's go bear hunting, right. and, yeah. and this is what you got to do. It's like, right? Really, that's it? Like, this is like we're right. good. Like, are you sure? Like, I'm about to spend yep. the money. Like, are we? This yep. is good. So that's that yep. was the thing for me, and, and what I'm looking forward to. The more and more that I get to do these western hunts, and the more and more I get to talk to people like Clint and Jeremy and all the Buckstorm boys, Travis and Austin and those guys, the more I learn of like what you need for a hunt, how you should pack. And I'm still learning. Yep. So that's like where yep. I'm at. Like when I did for Oregon, you know, it was, it was different. Like we had a lodge there. This is going to be canvas. Wall. So Clint's going to get a lot of phone calls from now until we leave. I'm like, you know, how to pack, like what to bring for sure, what we could do without. And that is kind of per trip. Cause like, I don't really know what to expect. So right. I'm going to need to know like, Hey, what are you bringing? What should I bring? And one thing I learned in Colorado, if you're going with a group, what's nice is one guy can have one thing and you don't have to bring that because he's got it and you can share. Right, right. Um, you can, yeah, you can, you can share. And it's, you know, and, and this is one of those deals where, like, I want people to, to kind of, in a way, look at stuff like this. Like, dude, you only live once. Um, and I've really kind of morphed into that. Like if you can make some of this stuff happen and get to experience it, like, I mean, this is just me talking and rambling, but experiences are way are worth way more to me than any 
uh, like materialistic thing will ever be. Um, I don't care how big my bank account is. I don't care how many toys I've got. Like that shit to me does not mean anything. It's about, you know, time with family, friends and, and experiences. And this is one of those times where, I mean, this is a deal at, I mean, this, this is a deal for people that can make this happen. Like Austin said it's half price of one of one of his, Oh, oh, he said less than half of one of his Canadian trips. Oh yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And, and I mean, and it's a, you know, it's, it's a mindset. Not everybody can just throw this stuff together. I mean, I'm good at it. I mean, literally last year, you know, there was a point in the season where, you know, Devin calls me and he's like, dude, bucks are rutting right now. Get here. Two days later, I'm flying into Salt Lake City. I mean, it's literally, that's, that's just, that's just how it went. I mean, like, that's just like, not, and I know not everybody's like that. Not everybody has the work schedule that I've got. Not everybody is like, I'm blessed to be able to like, be able to do stuff like that. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, 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 you know, this is a hunt that got put together super quick, but it's a hunt that is going to have so many positive takeaways from it. And, you know, for the guys that could potentially make it work or make it happen, like whether it's this hunt or whether it's a, um, the guys that are, are really wanting to go on an elk hunt this year, or they really want to go to a different state and hunt whitetails, like commit to it, do it like down the road, you're going to be happy and you're going to be so thankful that you committed and you did it and you didn't sit back and go, ah, oh, yeah, but what about this? And what about man? Like you live once. I mean, look at this Corona shit, dude. Like this, I mean, you know, like, the big eye opener for me, which a lot of people, people here that live here, my buddies, like they know it. I don't talk about it a whole lot because I just hate the word. But like when my mom got lung cancer eight years ago, um, like that changed everything for me. I mean, it really did. Like it totally changed my outlook on life, changed my outlook on everything. Like I live life every day, every hour as it's my last. And that's just how I'm going to do it forever because my mom just unexpectedly got it, never smoked thankfully was working in, in the, uh, the cancer, um, the cancer unit at the hospital and she got tested really quick and they was able to catch it. Um, sat it for eight years, you know, uh, it's incurable, never going to go away, but if you met her, you won't even know she has it. I mean, she, you know, very thankful that she got caught when she did, but it's a huge eye opener. I mean, like that kind of stuff, man, like it did, it changed, it changed me. Um, and it's just like, it's one of them things where, you know, if you get to have an opportunity and you can potentially, rearrange some stuff in your life to get something like this accomplished and go do it. Like, man, make it happen. Go do it. And this is one of these hunts that like you and Austin dude are going to look back, whether you kill bears or not. And you're going to be like, dude, I am so freaking happy that we got asked and got to go on this deal and, and, and got to like, like make these connections with these people and just hang out, yeah. have a good time. Like, for sure. We, you know, we all get caught up in filling tags and we all get caught up in chasing big deer and, chasing bugles and stalking mule deer but realistically man it's about the experience and it's honestly about just getting to go do it and enjoy yourself and you know like don't lose track of that like that like like i said i'm more excited about the camaraderie and literally getting to watch like hopefully getting that text or getting that you know that probably won't be a phone call but probably maybe a text or like we can use our garmin inreaches and be able to text each other on a group like i'm going to be looking forward to that i don't have one of those uh, I mean, well, then I guess, you know, I guess when a bear rips your leg off, it's just going to be like, <laughs> we'll find you when we find you now, but I'll have to get know, one. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to be looking forward though, just to seeing that, you know, like that reaction from you, like, like I want to be there whenever we recover your bear. Like I want to be there Dude, for like, you for know that what? moment, man. I've been thinking about it 
because Austin and I are getting pretty close, you know, I mean, over the years and just I, I there's just certain people you connect with on deer hunting conversation. And that's what my life revolves around. So if someone has like just how we've formed a strong relationship, Clint, it's like we we have like the same passions on hunting, the same outlooks on life and kind of like same style of person. And and I don't really necessarily consider Austin the same style of person as me exactly, but we have so much in common that it's, and he's so knowledgeable and just, there's no ego when he just talks from a very centered, like yep. place. It's oh, hard yeah. to explain when you meet Austin, you just, people gravitate toward him. He's a good, good dude. And, yep. and, and that's what we joke about when we say like Lord Chandler, because Austin would never call himself that. Like that's the complete oh, opposite no, of him. No, but no, he, he's never. just a good hunter, man. Like he, yep. when he talks, you know, I tell Steve this, like when, Hey, when Austin talks, shut your mouth, man. Cause you're going to learn something if you pay attention. And, yep. um, like he's one of my favorite people to watch uh deer hunting videos with, because we observe it. Like he's, he's on a higher level on no way in shape or form. Am I saying I'm a butt killer like him, but he, he talks from a way that I can relate to when we watch the video on like how the bucks do yep. it. Anyway, what I'm going with, going with this is we've always wanted to share a camp together and I've yep. always wanted to share a camp with you, Clint. And it's cool when you can share camp with other people, especially guys from out West in your friendship circle. Yep. Because once you share hunting camp with people, even if you're complete strangers, which I'm about to share hunting camp with three, maybe five strangers, depending if, if we can fill these other two spots. And I guarantee yep. it will all be incredibly close after this camp. And oh, I'm really guaranteed. looking forward to that. Guaranteed. hundred percent. Yep. That no sounds doubt. super cheesy. You're getting out to piss, aren't you? I called you. Nope, nope. I had to make sure I was checking uh, this. Uh, my day on light come on. I had to turn it off. Oh, there. You, okay, good yep, cover nope. up. Good cover up. Nope, no All piss right. yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited though. You know, it sounds cliche, but I'm excited for that. But you know, I also want to be successful on my hunt. But you know, with with a hunt like that, it's more than just going to a tree stand um, and hop out of your truck and walk. You know, two hundred oh, yeah. yards. It's yeah. It's yeah. a buildup. So once you are successful, I don't know. I think, man, I honestly think that I'm going to, I'm going to feel the emotion of like the adventure if, oh, yeah. if I'm oh, successful. Yeah. yeah. Soon as you, soon as we get you mounted on your stallion and get you ponied up and take off, dude. Yeah. You're going to feel it right then, man. Cause I mean, it's like I said, it's, that is when, like for me on the solo hunts, when I, get out of my truck and I get all my shit packed. I get, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll rearrange my pack. Um, I'll take everything out. I'll check it, make sure I got everything, put it back in, get dressed. When I shut the the door, my, you know, my driver door and I take and hide my key right then, dude, that's when it hits me because from that point on it's, it's on like, that's, that's the moment like on, on all my solo hunts. When I, when I hide my key, I got to hide my key. When I put my key up under my truck. Don't say and, that. People are going to come steal your truck. Well, yeah, this is true. I mean, yeah, I'm sure everyone's going to be trying to track me down now looking for that. It's, you know, 2015 <laughs> F-150 high dollar rig. I'm sure that's everyone's looking for You're like, for let that, it get but, stolen. I got insurance. Yeah, I'm like, it's fine. Yeah, go ahead. You can have it. It's got 107000 so it's still got good life on it, but go ahead. Uh, <laughs> but for me, like, that's when it, that's when that, that switch flips and when you get on this horse and, you know, we get you saddled up, get you on, and we take off, dude, that's when it's going to hit you. Like, right then and there, dude, the adventure portion of this is going to kick in. 
And it's one of them things where like, it's going to be, um, it's going to be like a surreal moment. Cause you're like thinking about it and you're thinking that you're, man, this is what it's going to be like when I'm in it, but you really don't know until you're in it. And I think it's really going to hit you, um, on like a hundred different emotional levels, but it's going to be cool because I'm going to be there to be able to like, look back and, and like, look at you and see that shit eating grin that you're going to have. Cause I know what it's <laughs> going to be like, cause I've been there and I've done it. And I mean, I just, yeah, dude, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be, uh, well, I, you know, the, every time I get to do something like this, it's cool. Like when I did my elk hunt, it was like, oh, yeah. right when you, you get there, the drive, seat, we drove out there, my dad and I, we drive out there. We're all excited. We're talking about it. We're, you know, and then you get out there and you get everything out and then you step out and you're like, all right, let's hit that mountain. And then yep. it's like the, when you, that was my first Western hunting experience in general. And then I didn't, I did not expect to kill an elk. I was hopeful of course, because other, otherwise why would you go? Right. But oh yeah. When we hit the mountain and I was meeting the boys from Buckstrom the following day and I had never met them. I knew that I met Jeremy, Jeremy through the podcast he was a listener and then we ended up becoming friends and we planned this hunt together. And, but my dad and I hit the mountains uh, together and it was kind of like, I don't really know how to put it into words, but it's for a Midwestern guy that grew up hunting. It's a dream to hunt elk. It's a dream to hunt out West. And it's a kind of a scary feeling. So when you, when you stepped out there, you're like, dude, I'm in, Oh man, this is the big leagues. Like there's oh, yeah. so much unknown here. Like, you're you're hitting the reset button. You're you're starting fresh. I mean, you're using your basic hunting principles, but as far as like knowledge about an animal, yep, you don't know shit. Oh yeah, yeah, no, and I mean, and, and it's uh, you know, it's, I mean, these types of hunts, like they're hunts that you look back on whenever you're sixty, seventy, eighty years old, and you're you're just like, man, like I'll never forget that first horse hunt or the first time that I went and um you know, was, was staying in a wall tent and was, was out in the wilderness and was doing a wilderness hunt. And, you know, it's just yeah. totally different. It's just totally different from a lodge or a cabin style or even like a truck style hunt. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just different because you're, you know, you're living out there. Like there is no coming back. Like you're, you're just, you're there for six, seven days and then you come back to civilization. But when you leave, you're going in and you're staying, that's it. You know, like you're there. Yeah. And you're, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like those hunts, um, I've never done like a, um, I've never done, um, like a fully, like the closest thing to like a, a, a lodge, um, like fully guided hunt would be the mountain lion hunt. And realistically, like if you're a non-resident, you can't hunt mountain lions in New Mexico or any of those States usually, um, without like some type of you know guide or dogs i mean it, it would it's almost impossible to kill them without dogs to begin with and that's the closest thing i've ever done to like a you know like a, what you'd call like i guess like a guided hunt or whatever and i mean and even that like was such a crazy experience because you're on horses and mules all day long i mean it's yeah. it's like you know you think oh you know this won't be so you know like well you know like you kind of had expectations and i got there and i mean dude like it was to this day it's still one of the toughest hunts i've ever done i mean i mean yeah. it, you know i got my ass kicked every day you know i mean it's 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 just it's different when you know like there's different expectations for different hunts and stuff but like this is one of those hunts where it's like you know you that just was in got new mexico that, yeah yep that was in new mexico and then i i fell in love with uh that was my first like Western hunt as far as like out West. What, and then, what made you want to do a mountain lion hunt? 
just because it was different and it's hard with a bow and I just I just I just wanted to I don't know it's, I just it's, I just it's always been on my bucket list too and but you know it was one of the, uh, one of the first things I looked do you remember me talking to you like years ago yeah, yeah uh, and, we did a we did a podcast on it well yeah, yeah but I'm, but yeah. I remember calling you I was in Idaho uh, at working and yes. I was in a I was in a tractor. And remember me talking to you about like, hey, who's your who's your mountain lion guy? I'm like, man, I think it's yep. rad to to hunt mountain lion. Like, yep. So yep. I, I was just curious. I mean, that that is yeah, something it, I think would be sweet. What? Hey, what did you do with your mountain lion? Did you full mount it or what? Yep, yep. He's up on this big rock, this big limb, mounted up on the wall. Yeah, it looks it looks really sweet. It looks dope. So how how close is your bear and your mountain lion together? Um, as far as like to like out in the house. Oh, um, same room. Dude, so they're you, probably like, you gotta send me some pictures of these things, man. I want to see yeah, all see, this shit. I'm still, see, I'm, I'm still getting, man. I've, I got like, so I'm redoing this one part of the house. I'm doing like a stone, like stone accent, like two foot up, and then like a, um, like an old barnwood ledge, and then I'm doing like barnwood siding up the other side, clear up to the ceiling, and I'm just in the process of getting this all started because right now my one living room has uh 16 deer heads in it and it's got my mule deer from colorado it's maxed out oh, oh you got that got, back already yeah and it's got a turkey it's got a uh it's, i got <laughs> i got a turkey i got a turkey goblin on the roost so that room and about 300 sheds so that room is maxed like there is no room for anything so then the other room i got my buck from um 2018 and then i got two other deer and then I got my bear, my mountain lion. Well, I've still got both my Montana antelope getting mounted right now. I've got my Utah buck getting mounted right now. I've got three other turkey mounts at my mom and my dad's. Um, oh shit, I got my elk, my New Mexico elks in there. So like, yeah, I mean, like, 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 yeah, yeah, like, I'm like running out of. I'm a sucker yeah. for taxidermy, so I love like I love to know what people have because. I have, I feel like I have a lot, but I don't have the variety. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, for, for average people that come in, they're like, "Oh fuck, you got a lot of, you got a lot of deer heads." And I do, I do have a lot of, I, I had to count. But then you go to Chandler's, you want to see some world class whitetails from one person's collection. Chandler's got them. Dude. Oh yeah, oh yeah. His place yeah. is sweet. I, I mean, I'm sure yours, yours is too. But Chandler's got this loft upstairs with a pool table and a bar. And all the shoulder mounts are on the barnwood wall ar- yep. around him in a circle. And he's got I've a- seen the pictures. It's nasty. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got to oh, get yeah, out dude. here for for a hunt or just to hang out and we'll, yeah. We'll he's hang out. he's got a he's got a sweet setup. And you know, people don't realize how much room. Like, so my living room where I've got all my well, well I've got most of my deer heads. There's 16 deer heads in there. Well, 15 whitetails plus my my mule deer. Like, it sounds like. Oh yeah, that would fill up a room. Like it's crammed. Like it is crammed. <laughs> like like it's from one wall clear around the room crammed. Like I couldn't fit another one. And it's like it doesn't sound like that would fill a wall up or fill like a room up. But like you start putting, here's a buck. Here's a buck. Here's a buck. Like dude, you can fill up a room like quick. Yeah, I mean like you quick, can. quick. I that, mean and like that's what everyone always told me. So when I lived at the old place in Sherrard, Illinois. I didn't have a very big house, and it was tight, man. It was oh, tight. Oh yeah, dude, I was, I was there. Yeah, I was there. You were yeah. there. You were yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And I was oh, like, yeah. I'm out of room, and I've killed a handful of bucks since then. And yeah. I'm like, shit, my new house. I have a lot more room, 
it's it's like twelve hundred square foot bigger, but it's and I do have like a slight vault to my ceilings, which helps a lot, and I have a lot of oh yeah. So I have a ton of room, like if I want to start cramming them and staggering them. But it's like, man, what if I kill an elk? What what do I do if I kill a bear? You know, I got my antelope oh, back. Yeah. I skull mounted my muley, and it, I mean, I'm cool with it. I'm fine with having a museum. You know? Oh, dude, that's yeah, that's how I am. Like, I, yeah, I, I like. I, I want to have the house I've got now for a few more years and I want to end up flipping it and, and building like kind of what I want. And I mean, I want 30 foot ceilings. Like, I yeah, mean, like, yeah. I, like, like, I just, like, I just, that's what I need. You know what I mean? Like, I just want, you know, I, I just, yeah, I just, I love, uh, you know, I just, I love mounts, man. I do. And I mean, there's people's always like, why don't you just skull mount? And I'm like, man, <laughs> I, I don't, I just, I don't know, man. I just like, I just love mounts. I, I just do always have. And they're and special like, to me too. I'm very protective oh, of them. Yeah. And it, yeah. It's, you know, I, I, my dream is to put up a building on the property one day and, and then put the studio in there. And like you said, put like a 25 foot, 30 foot, like wall, paint it, paint it a dark color. That way everything pops off it and yep. just set them up. And it, uh, Jack Vaccaro from Five Seasons uh, Lodge, he used to have a, a building, and he had one big – I mean, I, I bet you it had to have been twenty minimum of 20 foot tall, but he painted the wall black, and he had, like, his caribou, all his whitetails and elk, like, all oh, the, yeah. these just crazy critters on there, and it looked yep. amazing. So I kind of yep. want, like, a humble version of that – or humble by – I mean affordable version of that. Um, yep. So my dream has always been to, like, put up a building – you know, work on it, get some concrete in it, and then start finishing it on my own at my own pace and get this badass just man cave working class studio is the goal. Yes, with stripper poles yep. and just yep. and disco balls and God, yep. yes. It yep. would be, be funny as hell just to have a stripper pole to watch Steve jack around on it. Yeah, yeah. Keyword jack around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounded bad yeah. on all levels, but yeah. <laughs> but Yeah, dude. We could have a good time. Put a pool table in there. Chandler's pretty much got it, man. He's got that in his house. Like that's a setup. Should oh, see, like, like that's what I want. Like, like I want to get the pool. T- see, I'm a huge pool freak. Like, always have been. You like, and Austin are getting along too well, man. Oh yeah, dude. Like I shoot pool. Oh yeah, like at the ATA, me and him were talking. I mean, we spent hours just. We were going back and forth on stuff, and uh, Doug's like, why don't we have – you know how Doug is. Doug's like, I don't know why we don't have you two mic'd up right now, just sitting here. He's what? like, he's like, I've learned more in the last two hours, I think, than – he's like, I'm just sitting here listening to you guys talk about this and that. You know Doug is all melatonin and just yeah. – you know, man, well, we got mics on you guys. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's but, fun. yeah, we were talking about pool. We both got – you know, somehow pool got brought up, and – uh both got talking about cues and and just different strategies and banking and you know just just all kinds of like nerdy pool shit just because we're both into it and uh yeah it was funny because i i just i didn't know he was you know i've seen pictures i knew he had a table but i didn't know he played that much or he knew as much about it as what you know like like me and him start talking and i'm like oh dude like this this dude's like right there with me on you know like pool and just all the shit that's involved in it and uh yeah it was cool i I never knew that about chandler but yeah i mean me and him uh we do have a lot in common, a lot of different, like different stuff, like just off the wall stuff. I mean, like we both farm and shit, you know, we were yeah. talking about play planners, oh, excuse me. And, uh, all kinds of stuff. So it was yeah, funny watching, watching Chandler at Deerfest in, uh, West Bend, Wisconsin last summer, we go to this bar that's right by the, uh, right by the 
wherever they have the show. You can see, you can see, it's like a red barn. I think it's called the Red Barn or something like that. But it's Caddy Corner right to that show. Yep. And everyone goes to drink there after the show, and we kind of have a big, uh, we we kind of had just a big part uh, party there, and there's a pool table, and I got to watch Chandler just work tables on guys, and I was like, hell oh, yeah. yeah! I was like, you know what I mean? It's like I wasn't playing pool; I'm terrible at pool. And I was like, that's my boy, hell yeah! Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's that's a fun game, man. It's it's a uh, you know what my a... game is, man, and I, I'm gonna sound like a child. Um, have you ever uh, have you ever played Polish horseshoes? No. It's like, or some people call it Beersby. I call it Polish Horseshoes. It's the PVC into the ground. You stick it into the ground, however you do it. Put it on some rebar or whatever. Yep. And then yep. you put a beer bottle on top, and it's, it's yep. a drinking game. So you have a beer in one hand, and you throw the Frisbee back throw and forth. Throw the Frisbee. Oh, yeah, I've played it. I've just never heard it called, what'd you call it? Polish? Polish Horseshoes. Polish Horseshoes. Yeah, I just never, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We play it out here, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 my jam. I I pride myself on a good game of Polish Horseshoes. But Eric's from Iowa right across the river. They call it Beersby. When I said Polish Horseshoes, he's like, you mean Beersby? I'm like, well, yeah, okay, yeah, Beersby. Beersby. (laughs) So, that's my game. So, what he sent me a snap. This is like totally off topic, but he sent me a snap the other day of him like craning that shed up over top of his house. Yeah, what a redneck! It's a, <laughs> yeah, like I was just like. I guess he was like, telling all his. I don't uh, know if he told this for sure, but he was like telling his neighbors and stuff. It was a tiger cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just an idiot. I love him though. <laughs> yeah, oh man. Yeah, I'm it telling is. him. I'm like, hey, dude, start building your Wyoming points. We might have to plan some hunts here in the future. Yeah, man, the the elk up there in Region H and G and the mule deer. Um, yeah, that's the other thing, too, I wanted to throw out there. Um, so, I mean, people that are interested, man, like over there, Double Diamond, where we're going, like they're 95% on elk last year. I think they were 97 on deer, 100% on lion, and 95% on bear. Like someone that wants to dive into Western hunting, wants to do a semi-guided or a guided deal, um, probably a good idea for some people that have never actually went out and experienced it. Go with a guide. Like, don't be yeah. like, like it's not, it's like, it's, it's, it's like, you know, nowadays everyone, you know, has the craze of going solo and going by yourself, doing this and that dude. Like if you can afford it and you can go guided, you can learn more in those seven days. Like it would take you three years to gain that knowledge. So, I mean, like if you're someone that man, like you just want to go on a elk hunt or you just want to try to figure some stuff out, but learn from somebody, Dude, go do semi-guided or go do guided. Go like go with like a double diamond like what we're doing and go on an elk hunt or go on a, you know, on, on a, a deer hunt or a lion hunt or a bear hunt and just check it out. Like, I mean, it's, you know, it's, yeah, there's a lot sure. to be gained, a lot to be learned. And, uh, I also um, want to add, too, like if anyone's going to come with us, we plan on recording. I'm sure we'll record a couple podcasts before. Oh, yeah. I'm, we're gonna, I'm going to bring the re- mobile recorder. We're going to try and record one every night in the canvas wall tents. Um, of camp and then we'll po- i mean of course we're going to do some post podcasts on it because it's going to be a damn adventure but you know just yes. the bs like legit true unique hunting camp podcast while you're there those are my favorite ones because that's what yep. we live for you know and yep. the Off audio bank, quality man. is not the best because you're on a mountain but yep. it's it, it's the content and the feel and the and the vibe of like what those podcasts are is what's so special well, about it's, them. It's it's so authentic. I mean, it's as real as real gets. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. So I'm I'm dude, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait. And I'll tell you, it's a good feeling. You're like, dude, I'm going. Let me call the wife just to double check. 
hey, Sam, I'm, I got this opportunity to go to Wyoming, horseback in, um, hunting black bears. Fuck yeah, go. Can, Sam's like, yeah. can I come with? And I'm like, well, I imagine we'll probably do this again next year and we'll map that out. You can come with. So, well, it was, it was so funny because like she didn't know whenever you told her that, that I was going. So she texted me right away. She's like, dude, Kurt's <laughs> leaving for a week. Get out here. Come out here. Take a week of vacation. I'm like, I invited him, Sam. She's like, oh, shit. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah. Like, I, I'm like, I, that's I'm, the move. I'm going, that's the move of all podcasts, what you're doing right now. Like, I'm like, I'm going with him. Like, I, I, I'm going, and she's like, oh, bye. She just clicked me off. Bye bye. I was like, what? Like, well, Clint, you know, it'd be weird if you're trying to hook up with my wife, but you want your son to hook up with my daughter. So I don't know. You got to pick one oh, or the well, other. I, I, yeah, this is true. Yeah, but I mean, Easton would never know that. He, like, I mean, he'd never know. I'd be like, no, I've never hung out with Sam. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, good cover. <laughs> it's funny. Clint pesters me every time I send a Snapchat or post a video or something like, oh, Easton's excited. Oh, yeah. I'm like, Easton's yeah. all about it. Easton's all about well, You know, it's funny. Um, you know, I remember – I mean, this has been years ago. Like I, I started this thing with where I, I would always say that, you know, me and me and Kurt's wife were, you know, um, high school sweethearts and Kurt broke us up and I was really supposed to be with her. And like, I've actually had a few people like message me and be like, dude, that's so weird that like you were dating Sam. Dude, but that's yet so you and funny. Kurt's like you and Kurt are like best friends now and you guys podcast together. And like what a weird, what a small weird world. I'm like, I was totally fucking kidding, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm born that, and raised Ohio. Yeah, They're from like, like Western Illinois. Yeah, like none of that ever took place. It's just something that I threw out there on the podcast, just being an idiot. And well, I always laugh too. Yeah, like yeah. Sam, I, I can't remember what photo it was. It was like Sam shooting a bow or something like that. And you comment, you're like, you did like the cat emoji, like "Hey, sex kitten." And then it's like nobody commented on it, but I can only imagine like people who don't know who you are yeah. that are like, "Who the Idiot. fuck is Clint Casper, man? Yeah. Fuck him!" You know, like yeah. Yeah. what a piece of shit. If I was Kurt, I'd beat his ass. <laughs> That's the funny thing about it, and, and the the great thing about it is, I always like it. Oh, for sure. Usually, you like love that stuff. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> well, it's because only I get it. Everyone else is like, "What the fuck." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What? Dude, this dude's just gonna blatantly hit on Kurt's old lady. Like, seriously? Right, and right and Kurt the liked his comment. I don't understand <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> like, they must got something weird going on. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah. Dude, I always heard them fucking the goddamn triangle over there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, big white tails killers got to stick together. So. <laughs> That's right. No matter what. I think it's probably a safer <laughs> bet to just do an arranged marriage, but. Uh, yeah, I, I'm talking with with Chandler with about uh, Cody, his son. You know, doing an arranged marriage there. We we just got to see what's the yeah. offer. You know, about that's, that time. That's, that's yeah, I was gonna say that'd be what you need to do is I mean, if you have another daughter, you'd actually be set because then you could have one go Chandler's oh, direction. You could have one go Mider. I mean, you you basically would be set for life in a lot of different avenues. God damn, that's very true. Okay, I'm, see, I'm shooting I'm just, for our daughter I'm just, again. I'm just throwing it out there. Everybody wants a son, but in your case. I don't know, dude. You might want another daughter. That's true. That's true. Because I was like, man, it'd be nice to have one boy to carry on the name, but I don't know any of my real close big butt killer boys that have girls. That, See? That are young. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You might want to try to shoot for the girl again. I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, you, you do as you will, but if it if it is a girl, <laughs> it's not. I, I wouldn't be all that disappointed because you got to remember, you know, um, Keaton is, is still a little guy. So, I mean, realistically, you got another year or two, and honestly, like, he'd still, be, 
he's 15 months. So oh, I mean, he, Isla's 11 know, months. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I mean, realistically, like they're, they're closer than Easton, but even still, I mean, she might go for the older Easton. And then if you have another girl, then there's, there's Keaton. I, hey, it's, it's all, you know, it's all good. <laughs> Isn't it messed up that there's probably people listening. They're like, dude, they're planning an arranged marriage. <laughs> you know, there's going to be people that I've already turned this podcast off. The minute that I started talking about your wife, they're like, I don't stand for that. That's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's fine. It's like, relax. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's okay. That's funny. Well, dude, I'm, that's funny as hell. I, I'm really looking forward to spending camp with everybody and making new friends and uh, new experiences and it just a, a completely new adventure and finally getting to go on a hunt with you and Chandler. It's going to be insane. And, and checking off a bucket list item of like going on a bear hunt and hopefully all of us are successful. And, dude, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm excited actually for the horse ride in, honestly. Oh yeah, dude. It's going to be a, it's going to be a blast. I mean, yeah. I mean, hopefully we kill bears, but honestly, that's going to be a bonus. Like just everything else that comes with the whole hunt itself. It's going to be super fun, man. Looking, looking so much forward to it. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things that you're going to think about from now till that moment, every second of the day, just like counting it down. Like it's just, uh, yeah, I am. I I for sure am. And I'm going to get with you on a pack list and I'm going to do some test packing and all that. So We'll see. We'll see. I might have to bring the big, my big pack that I got for Colorado um, instead of my whitetail pack, but I don't know. You got me second guessing myself. I was just going to bring my whitetail pack, but I might have to bring the other one. Yeah. I mean, I've, I always run, I run my, but like I said, though, like this stuff's so secondhand nature to me because I've done it so much. So like I'm, I, I try to like put myself back in your shoes years ago because I used to be the same. Like I'm freaking out. What do I take? What do I don't take? So yeah, I know, man, we'll, we'll go through it all. And, and, uh, you know, get you all dialed in, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's funny to like hear you talk about like freaking out about packing and stuff. Cause I remember being like that guy. Like I remember being like, God, how do I get all this to fit in here? What, what, what do I put in my bow case? What's this thing weigh? What's this? Like, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I used to just stress, super stress about that. Now it's just so I go on so many of these trips a year. It's just like, Oh, okay. I got to yep. leave tomorrow. Uh, well, I guess what, what better guy to learn from, you know, than someone that does that. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. And like for probably me, what I'll do is I'll actually create like a documented like word document like pack list mm-hmm. and then I'll probably print it out and keep it. I'll keep it out somewhere. That way I'm like, okay, I like and probably I'm probably gonna hang it up in my garage wall and be like Western Hunt pack list. Well, and the nice thing is, is you can cross stuff out that you don't use and don't need to bring next time, and then you can add stuff like typically every hunt I go on, there's something that goes out of my pack versus goes in. Like I mean, yeah. I've cut, I've cut pounds off of my solo seven to 10 day, like pack gear list because of stuff that I thought I need. I never use. If I don't use it at least once or twice, it gets tossed. Like I'm just, yeah. I'm just not, it's just like, what, what I'm know. curious. Cause I know your phone, uh, phones for a lot of people are like on GPS units. What do you bring for a like phone charger? So I run, um, Two of the well, I got a black Poseidon um charger. Like a solar they, charger or what? Um, so I've got a goal zero solar charger that I usually take everywhere, but I've got a black Poseidon um regular charger, and then they just sent me two of their new pros that they just come out with. And I mean I can charge my phone off each one of those probably three or four times. So like I've got like uh, those three chargers will get me through an entire hunt. That's charging my phone. 
that's charging my Sony A7. It's charging any GoPros I take. No kidding. I mean, oh yeah. You yeah, have to you a, have to send that to me after the podcast. That's the best. Um, What's it called? Best, it's called a uh, Black Poseidon. Okay. Yep. It's um, that's the best. Honestly, maybe hundred dollars I've ever spent is um before I got hooked up with them and was you know like um you know doing like work with them and stuff now. But beforehand, I'm just like, oh, man, a charger, a hundred bucks, like, gosh, like, that's a lot. You know, I'm like, ah, you know, I don't know, dude, like, man, that's, that's a lot, you know, and um, I was like, well, I don't know. And I bought it and took it and I'm like, oh, this thing is like, you can't, you can't beat it. I mean, you charge it up before you leave. And then, like I said, you can get dark. So dark energy is who makes them, but they're called, um, they're called the, uh, the black Poseidon pro. And then they have a regular one. And what they are is they're just power banks, but I mean, they're just like a badass waterproof drop proof. Like you can throw those things down on cement, run them over. And I mean, it's, yeah, like it is crazy. I mean, I can go on a 10 day hunt, take two of those in my solar charger and usually never even have to use my solar charger. And this year I'm probably going to honestly run three of them and not even take the solar charger, just have all three of those. Cause I run my Onyx off my phone. I don't even take a GPS anymore. I just take my, uh, my Garmin in reach. So I've got a, an SOS oh shit button in case something really bad happens. And then I can text and call out with that if need be to communicate with people. Cause a lot of the hunts I go, how on much service, is an in reach and what's the plans? Uh, the in reach is, I think it's like three. I think if you have to buy it, um, outright, I think it's like three fifty. And then the plans like, uh, for unlimited, it's like 59 a month, but I only turn it on in the months I'm going to use it. Yeah, that's yeah, that makes sense. Well, cool. Yeah. All right, well, we'll connect, and then uh, maybe we'll loop back around. If if listeners are interested, let us know. We maybe we can do a Western Hunt Pack List uh, podcast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because there's a big difference between a hunt like this, where you're going to have horses and be able to carry more gear, more pounds, versus like a solo deal where I'm going absolutely minimalist. Like like. I will take some comforts on this hunt that I would absolutely never take to like, say Colorado to go hunt high country mule deer because okay. it's just, so, I mean, so yeah, like there's like a, there's a different mindset and a different pack list for like a type a hunt like this versus a hunt where it's just me, myself and I, and my pack on my back. That's it. For sure. Cool. Well then we'll, we'll plan, we'll plan that type of podcast if people are interested in hearing that. And I know I am, but I don't know if I'm the only guy. I imagine there's going to be more, but We'll we'll, uh, we'll discuss that before this uh, this hunt and and get that rocking. But dude, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, DoubleDiamondOutfitters.com, I believe, is the website. Yeah. Um, Trey is the guide. There's two spots left. Uh, what what was it? What was the price on those, Clint? Twenty nine hundred, and it's usually a forty eight hundred and fifty dollar hunt. So damn near half off. You're, you know, he's cutting nineteen hundred and fifty bucks off. Damn near two thousand bucks cutting off. So there's two spots. Message Clint or I. You can go hunting with myself. Clint Casper, Austin Chandler, and Devin Leonard, and Ty, Ty Young. Ty Glenn. Ty Glenn. Um, their buddy Taylor I'm, Young. I mixed two um, people together. Easton Wade's going. Yeah, there's – yeah, no, there's there's a – I mean, yeah. I mean, all super cool dudes. I mean, it's yeah, it's going to be a riot. And, man. and we're going to podcast every fun. night, so you can be on that too, so – Yes, and there's probably I would assume at some point in time we'll invite the squaw strippers from the Wyoming hills down. So I mean you don't you don't want to miss any of that. It's gonna be a great time. They they get their own horses. Yeah, oh heck yeah, dude! They ride them naked with paint on their face. It's awesome. <laughs> they get cold, but that's fine. We it's throw, fine. We throw old money at them. Yeah, we do coins. <laughs> we're, 
I have a feeling we'll run out. We'll just throw shale at them until they leave the mountain. <laughs> it's fucked up. Right. Yeah, it is. Well, Clint, thank you so much for join, joining me on the podcast one on one, the the uh, another pandemic podcast. And thanks for inviting me on this hunt, dude. I'm stoked. I can't wait. Yeah, man, I can't wait, dude. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be an adventure, dude. I'm looking forward to it, man. Counting down the days, about five weeks. All right. Well, I'll let you close her out with a go shoot your bow. Absolutely. You guys know what to do. Make sure you let us know what you think about this podcast. Any questions or comments, get a hold of Kurt and I. Uh, Keep your beer cold. Go shoot your bow. Boom. We love you. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. (laughs) Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. (laughs) The destination for outdoor entertainment.